Welcome back to another episode of Producer Car Podcast. Karen to the JB Webby. Yo, what's good? And we got a special guest in the building here today. Bros work with Young Thug, Wiz Khalifa, Ty Dollar Sign, Jay Critch. Please welcome Palace. What's good, bro? Thanks so much for having me. Alrighty, bro. Straight from Germany, right? Yeah, straight from Germany. Like, I came here like four days ago. Mm. First time in America? First time in America. First time. And I know we've been talking about it, but talk, give the people, like, what's your first impression of America? Oh, yeah. So, it's so fucking unsafe here. <laughs> and we got, like, almost robbed yesterday because, like, we went to the wrong street because in America, it's, like, the same street. It's, like, multiple times in the same city. And we went, we wanted to go to Big Head's, like, studio, and we are here right now. But, like, the street was, like, three times in LA. We went to, to one, and then we went to another one, and we, like, went out from the Uber, and there was, like, a sketchy, like, Hispanic guy. And we had, like, Gucci on and diamond chains and shit. And he, like, drove by, and then he came back, parked at the parking spot, and looked at us and was like, oh, wow. And he called somebody, and he was so sketchy. He almost looked, like, homeless. And we were so fucking scared. I was so glad to sit in the Uber. <laughs> so that's my first impression from, from America. You know, I almost got robbed. Yeah. What's um? I know you were talking to us a little bit earlier about how the, the gun laws and stuff. What's a studio session like in Germany? Are there, do people have guns in the studio or people like... i never seen a gun in Germany in my life. Damn. Yeah. They don't have anything. They don't even have security outside. No security No outside? security. You don't need security there. No. Like, even the people know, like, the fans know where the artist is going to record. Really? And they stare, like, outside and want, like, some uh, pictures and shit. So, like, so, in the club venues and stuff, there's no, like, security, like, that pat you down? In the club? Yeah, like, when you go in places? Yeah, it's it's a security oh, okay. in, yeah, in clubs, imagine. yeah. Because, like, when people get drunk, yeah, always, like, like something. When no, they, they pat no you down before you go in? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. But just, like, for drugs. It's not for, like, weapons. It's more for drugs. Mm. because you can like when you have weed or something they kick you out mm. Mm. so what about have you so are you just staying in LA or have you traveled anywhere else in the United States since you've been here uh, no I'm just in LA, mm. just in LA. Okay. Mm. do you have plans of going down to Atlanta anytime soon no <laughs> I, really <laughs> <laughs> I really don't want to get robbed or some shit no. yeah. <laughs> it's really not that bad it's not bad he says like, I heard sticks. like crazy stories about Atlanta Hey, yeah. but, but yeah. yeah, like you guys said, it's not the worst city, right? No, mm -hmm. not at all. But like, you know, guys, for a German kid like me, it's like crazy shit going on. Right, yeah, for sure. And like, I go on the street and see like some crackheads, like, <laughs> like moving like this all the time. You know? It's so <laughs> fucking funny. Damn. And there's none of that. I, I, I never saw it. Like, I, all right, I, I saw it once, like when I was in Berlin. Yeah. But like, that's very rare in my town where I'm from. Mm. Yeah, that's very honestly rare. crazy yeah. for me too. Like, yeah, it's you know yeah. it's a completely different world you know and yeah. i i wasn't i wasn't like ready for this to mm. be honest i wasn't ready for this but like yeah it's funny though you know you see something different and the and the food is so amazing you know mm. Mm. talk to us about um the hometown where you where you grew up uh it's called hybron it's like uh 10 minutes away from a like big manufacturer uh, big factory from audi mm. and there were like 20,000 people in the city where i'm from yeah, that's it. Like nothing special about it. Like there's nothing going on. How did you get into the music scene? Were you was music like was your type genre of music? Was it big back then or um, how I uh, it it was my uncle in Poland. He was like big in DJing and like trance mm. music, and I fell so in love with like trance music and stuff. And this is how I how I developed the love I think for music, 
and I mostly heard like only EDM music till mm -hmm. I was like 16, 17. And then I I was like listening to EDM music all the damn time, you know? And then I started to go out. I was a fucking nerd. I was like playing 24 hours like some Leech of Legends and all that shit. <laughs> and then uh, when I was like 16, I, I was like, yo, I need some girls and shit, you know? Like you get older. And I was, and I was going to parties. And like I started to see like, oh fuck, like... At parties where like good girls are, they don't like listen to EDM and shit. And I was like, <laughs> I need I need to switch that, you know, I need to switch. Like then I started to listening to Wiz Khalifa and Mac Miller back then. Mm. And it was like Wiz Khalifa Rolling Papers one. And yeah, the crazy thing is like I was on uh, on Rolling Papers two then. Hey. Yeah, that, that, that was that, that blew my mind like till this day that I'm like on Rolling Papers two. Yeah, it's so crazy, and it's almost gold okay. too, mm. the album. So how did you uh how did you like start making beats then? So I was how I said that. Uh, like, Mike a little bit closer. Oh, oh sorry. So I was like, as I said, I was like a fucking nerd back then, listening to dubstep and shit. Yeah. And then one day, I don't know, I just went on YouTube and typed in how to make dubstep music. Mm. And there was like a guy uh, showing it like with Ableton. I was like, oh, I need to crack that shit. Yeah. And I was like, like looking for that shit and like I got Ableton. And then I started to make EDM music and I was like even successful. But I had like, I have one song on Squillex's label, but like I can't show you, I can't tell you the name of it because I have a ghost producing contract. Oh, because wow. even back then I made only melodies. I was mm. so good at melodies, but like, like my drums were so weak always. I, I, I just don't have the bounce, you know, for the drums. Most of the time, but like as of right now, I learned it. Mm. But like back then, I was only doing melodies, and yeah, I can't I can't go too much in the detail. But it's like a, it, it's not that big, but like it has like some million views. Mm. Now, when you were you first, did you like play any instruments or anything? Like, how'd you get so good at melodies? Um, to be honest, the only thing that I really can't play good is like chord progressions. I really can't play chord progressions very good. But like melodies, it's easy when you have the chord progression. Uh, I go to the piano and type in only one note all the time. And like I have this melody in my, in my head and melody is just rhythm, you know. Mm. And I play this one, just one note with the rhythm. And then I take the uh, mouse and like put it up and put it down. But like I can play chords, yeah. Like, mm. But like for melodies, I don't have to like the tempo for it. And I think that's the thing why I'm not so good at drums. Because like I don't have like this tempo, you know, I don't can do it like that well, mm. and I think that's that's a thing. Does your do you think because your tempo because you listen to so much EDM growing up that you have an EDM tempo versus yeah, the EDM tempo is like, like one two three yeah, four, yeah you one, know two, like yeah, and in, in hip hop it's like you know so you gotta bounce move. yeah yeah, yeah. And, that, and that's the thing and EDM it's like you know, right I want I want to ask you about like so like on your social media I see you have a lot of fans so like. Mm. What did you really do to, you know what I'm saying, really, like, get that buzz about yourself? So, even if I don't have, like, so many placements right mm -hmm. now, I have, like, eight or nine. Um, I think it's, like, uh, the personality of me. Because, mm. like, I really don't give a shit what I say. And people seem to fuck with it. And I I care a lot about my fans. But, like, a lot of uh, my, my fans. And I always go on live and give, like, like a real honest... Uh, advice for uh, everybody and also like the YouTube channels like Real Shit mm -hmm. and Frack they're like pretty good friends I'm pretty good friends with them mm -hmm. and they are always are, like upload my life and like people say yo those beats are crazy those melodies are crazy 
And also because I'm in the 808 Mafia. Like the, the, most of the fans I got because I'm in the 808 Mafia. Mm. So how did, uh, so like when you first started making making beats and making songs and stuff like that, were you, you just uploading them? Like what were you doing? Were you trying to get them to artists? <laughs> to be honest, I really don't, doesn't, I didn't send them to anyone. I just keep it for myself self, and I just waited for the perfect moment when I'm good enough. Because a lot of people right now in the community like are making beats for half a year and sending out shit. And like that's the reason why every fucking, like it's so hard right nowadays to get it so, uh, to an artist because they get so many trash beats. Mm. And that's the thing like a lot of people don't do. They don't wait till it's like, it's like perfect, you know. It's never going to be perfect, but like, you know, it's, you need to know when it's time to send those beats. Mm. And that's something nobody can tell you. You need to figure it out for yourself when you're ready. And I had this moment when I said like, okay, I'm ready. But and then I sent like beats and it doesn't work. Because probably my drums were so ass, you know, drums. <laughs> they were so fucking ass. Yeah. When I listen to this shit, it's so fucking bad. But like, I realized that like, everyone told me, yo, yo, what the fuck is this melody and shit? And um, then I started to realize, oh yeah, I had an EDM placement only because of my melodies. Oh yeah, and everyone, everybody fucks with the melodies. And then I was like, okay, I think melodies is the thing I'm really good at. Mm. And yeah, this is how I started to make samples and sending it out to people. And actually the big, uh, the first US artist that used like my samples was Big Head. Mm. And it's so funny because we're like at Big Head's house right now. Right. <laughs> yeah. I, but like, I don't know what he's doing. He's sleeping probably. Mm. <laughs> and yeah, that, that's, yeah, that's how it came, became everything. So how'd you end up linking with 808 Mafia? Oh yeah, the best story. Okay. I have like two options for the story. There was like, there's like one option I always told. But uh, when I met like uh, Southside for the first time, he told me a different story. I can tell you both of the stories. I still don't know which one is right. All right, so mm -hmm. I went to a music school and I couldn't sleep at night and I was uh, going through Twitter. Yeah, the story, is too, the story like works with Twitter all the time because like there was a guy selling emails from producers mm. and he was like 100 bucks for uh, Southside's email. And I bought it with my last money because like back then I was so broke as fuck. And I bought it and then I sent, uh, I put it in the Dropbox with all the samples and sent it to the email address. Another story is Gazin from Edward Mafia. He was like on Twitter and he said like, hit me up for collabs and the number. And back then I didn't even, I didn't even know how the producer, a hip hop production community works. I didn't even know, oh, he wants money for a collab. Mm. I just hit him up. And said, yeah, I want to call up. And he said, like, 200 or something. Mm. And I was like, oh, fuck, he wants money. <laughs> oh, I, was like, I didn't even know. I was like, I was not in the community, you know. Yeah. I, was, I was coming from EDM. I didn't know that, like, all the producers also want, like, money for everything, you know. But I get it because, like, you, you take your time. And in this time, you could be, make another, make money every, uh, somewhere else, you know. So mm. I get it why uh, call, you need to pay for call-ups. And then, yeah, he's, I said, like, oh, I have fire samples. I ignored the 200, and I said, like, <laughs> yeah, I have fire samples. So let me send it to you. And he gave me the email, and I sent, the, uh, I sent the samples to him. So I don't know which one was it, but I think it's, it's, it was the first one that I bought uh, the email address because Southside, um, okay, it was like this. The next day I woke up. Now, the, the, the next week I woke up. And got myself ready for school and shit. I went to the toilet and bathroom. 
Then I look at my phone because I was like, check the phone like after like half an hour when I wake up. And I check my phone and I was like, oh fuck, I have two, 12 missed calls from a plus one, plus one number. And I knew like plus one is like for USA. And I was like, who the fuck was calling me? I called back and it was Southside. Mm. Yeah, so. Dang, that's, that, that, that's, that's crazy. Good. And then I, I remember it to this day, like, I remember it, it was like yesterday. I was sitting with my boxes in the, in the room and I was like, like this. <laughs> and my, my, my face turned red. And how is it called when you have high, high blood pressure? Yeah. And I had the whole day high blood pressure that my, I had like, my, uh, my head was hurting a lot. Yeah. And this didn't go away for a week because I was so pumped, so hyped that this happened. And I remember it like, it was the best moment in my life. I, I just randomly would sit there in, like, in the room like this with boxers, just getting ready for school. And then my mom was looking at me like, what's going on? And I said, fuck it, I don't go to school anymore. <laughs> yeah. And she was like mad as shit at me because like, you need to know I was like the worst student ever. I dropped out of, of three schools. Mm. I went to two jobs, quit at the two jobs. I was like the worst kid ever, you know. Only smoked weed all the fucking damn time. <laughs> and, and it was crazy, you know. And then I said to my mom, I'm not going to school anymore. She was like almost getting the belt and wanted to slap the shit off <laughs> me. You know? like, How old were you at this time? And it was one year ago. But like, you know, Polish moms, even when you're 50, they're going to slap the shit out of mm. you with a belt, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's like Poland, you know. And Black moms too. Yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> Black moms with you too. And yeah, so basically he called me and it was so fast. And he had like, he had like an accent, you know, from the hood and shit. And, and I can't even remember what he taught me. Like, oh, Dennis Berger, rah, 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 rah. and I just heard like the N-word like 10 times. Dennis Berger, rah, 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 rah. <laughs> And I was like, oh, fuck, what, what, what? And yeah, yeah, I'm going to sign you, bro. Peace, you know, and, and it was gone. It was so fast, it came. It was like one second. And yeah, that's the thing. And then I really didn't go to school that day. I was like, fuck it, you know. Mm. And actually, the next day I called at my school and quitted the, the shit. Damn. Yeah. So I, I was so, I knew it because I knew the melodies are so good. Just somebody needs to hear it, you know, and that's the thing. And I was so... And that, that that was the thing I I I knew that like when somebody hears them, he's going to fuck with them a lot because like Big Head went crazy and he keep kept me motivating all the time. He said, "Yeah, yo, dude, you're crazy." But back then he was like on the on the tour with Lil Pump. That's why he he hadn't like too, so much time. And now he said like, "Oh, I'm so sad. I couldn't sign you back then." You know? Mm. Yeah. And that's the thing. So how did you get the sample to Big Head? The Big Head just. Email. Email. Just an email, yeah. Mm. Just send it to them and he replied. Mm. So once you got off the phone with Southside and he told you he wanted to sign you, what was the next step? Did he send you a contract? Or the, actually, the contract took like two months. Mm -hmm. it, it was a pretty hard time because like Brock came, I think Brock came in, like that's the new manager right now. But I don't want to talk shit, but I think he came, he came in like new and everything needed to be like getting ready and shit. And he, they didn't have like everything fixed and at the, at the place. And that's why it took like two months. Appreciate you, Yeah, just cut it. Now we're good. Oh, yeah, we're yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's still rolling. Okay. Wait, what, what, what were we talking about? So after you, so it took two months. It took two months, yeah, but like it was the best two months ever because I didn't need to go to school. I made like melodies all day. 
Yeah, it was. It, it's pretty fun. It was so pretty fun. You know, it's still so fun. Mm. I mean, like with music and with my samples, I'm here right now, sitting in Los Angeles. You know, and I never thought I will come to America ever. You know, mm. and like music brought me here, and I meet all those people. Like you, you know, we meet, we we, we meet each other and stuff. And I meet Southside. I meet artists. Like that's a dream. Like right. I could never believe this. Like if you taught me this two years ago, I was like. Who the fuck? What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> right. right. So when you when he sent you the contract, did you have a lawyer or did you have anyone look over? Oh or? yeah, you know we Germans, you know oh, we okay. always have two lawyers. <laughs> I, I sent it to two lawyers, and we even like I even said, yo, I don't want this percentage. Like, make it this, mm. make it that. Mm. And okay. he, but like Southside really fucked with my shit, and he said, yeah, you, you can get the percentage you want, you know. Mm. Mm. No, in Germany, it's like, oh, we, we love contracts. We love contracts and we love lawyers. So that's the thing in Germany. That's the German thing. It's like, you're going to take me serious. Yeah, yeah Boston. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I knew I could, like, make some percentage because I knew, like, yo, send me melodies, send me melodies. And every day he was on live, like, playing those melodies. And I knew, oh, okay, I can, like, how is it called? Leverage, like, negotiate. Yeah, negotiate a little bit, you know. Mm. Mm. And I got, like, a pretty fucking amazing contract. When I, when I say the contract to some people, they say like, how the fuck did you get it? And it's just like, people need to get a fucking lawyer, man. What's the, what's the problem? It wasn't mm -hmm. that hard. Like, yeah. get two lawyers. I got two lawyers, but I stayed at one because the one other guy was like, very, like, a very good guy. And the other one was like, don't, he doesn't give a fuck because he worked like for Kendrick Lamar and shit. Mm. And that's why he doesn't. So what did you do? Call two entertainment lawyers? Yeah, two mm -hmm. entertainment lawyers. I just randomly typed in on Google. You think a lot, a lot of people are just like, man, they'll take whatever, like, they don't. They don't even like yeah, they're dumb as fuck. Think about trying it's, to get it's more. It's like when you get in the industry, it's not about the love. It's not about, about the passion anymore. It's like making money. And I love money. And I'm very good at making money, you know. And I, I always had this hustle in my inside because my parents are refugees from Poland. And I saw them, they had nothing. And my mom has like a big ass fancy, like, I can tell what she makes, but like, she has like a good uh, company. And my dad like works at Audi too, like in a higher spot. And that's the thing. I saw the hustle, you know. I love it because my 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 mom came with just a backpack to Germany, and now she got like this huge as company and shit. And that's as a as a child, I I was saw the, I saw the grind, and I wanted to make money and shit more. And that's the best thing ever. Making like with your with with with, with music, making money, it's like crazy. It's amazing. It's like my hobby. I work ten hours, and it feels like two hours for me. Mm. It's so amazing. So then, like after you signed everything, like like how did uh, you know how did your uh daily lifestyle and everything like what were you doing like just sending sample packs or like? Oh yeah, it, it was pretty chill. I woke up, played the fucking game or something on the PlayStation. Went out to eat, make samples. If I didn't want to do the samples, I just like go outside, have have fun, you know. I don't I don't have like a schedule, and I, I don't want to push myself too hard. Because like I know when you when you work like with mentally and not physically, it's going to fuck you up if you do it constantly like ten hours or twelve hours. You know you need to keep yourself healthy. But when you keep yourself healthy, you're going to have like a more like creativity and stuff. And I know that. That's why I don't like make like twenty melodies in a row. I always make a pause. You know I always go out. I, go, I smoke something. I eat something. I play uh, some games with my friend. Then I make another melody. And when I do it like this, it's always the best melodies. But when I try to make like 10 in a row, 
it gets like trash. Uh, it's like <laughs> trash the, the first, trash the, the first trash. one is like good. The second one is good too, but then and it goes down, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. I need to like make something else and then go back. And that's the lifestyle I live. And it's it's always like I always make like eight melodies a day. Like in in LA, I'm not in LA, and I keep myself like push myself really hard because I'm every day with Southside and give him samples. I try to make like twenty. But like it's a motivation, you know. I'm in yeah. America. I, I need to push myself so hard, you know. Yeah. But in Germany, I keep it healthy, balanced, uh, so I can always have like new ideas. Right. Why did Why did you Why you just not come to America? Like, why didn't you come like as soon as you got signed? Uh, uh some issues with the visa, mm. because like Poland and shit, it's not that easy. Mm. Mm. So when you're making melodies, like mm. I want to talk a little bit more about like the actual production side. Mm. So when you're making melodies about on average, like how many sounds are you using or are you using the same sound and just oh, manipulating yeah. it? Mm-hmm. So back then I was using like eight Omnisphere. But as of right now, it's like I found a per- perfect like formula right now. And it's not more than four sounds. Always mm. four sounds. Mm. Keep it so simple. I love it when you keep it simple. Mm. But it's it's in every art. Like it's not only music. When you make things like simple it always works mm. okay. because our brain is like constantly racing every day with like we smoke weed we go there we go there there is someone there's an accident on the road and shit it's so complex for our brain and then we love like listen to a, like a song that it's easy with the chord progressions and not like jazz like jazz has like a lot of it goes down yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah and and that's the thing like our human brains love it simple i think and that's a secret formula, I think. That's the best advice I can give everyone. Make it simple. They love, like, when it's simple, it's perfect. Mm. And then what about as far as, like, effects plugins and stuff? Like, what are some... some oh, I can talk about it. I can talk. I can talk about it. It's Not like a secret, yeah. Secret. Yeah. I have, like, some effect chains that will probably never... No, no one has. Really? Mm. Yeah. But what, I, about, what about use, like, destabilizer plugins or any of those? No. No. It's like, I have a detune on it, <laughs> but, like, it's... It's not uh it's not a VST, it's like hardware. Mm. Oh word. It's analog, yeah. Oh, so you got like a dope little setup at home then? Yeah, when I got the eight muffin money, I bought like a lot of shit, yeah. Mm. And yeah. But like f- back then I used like unstable, what's it called? Mm-hmm. Uh, VST unstable. Yeah. But it sounds like trash, you know. And like when you get like analog with, with the warm sound, it's like different. Mm. And it, it's it gets only crazier, you know, because mm. I can buy more stuff, more stuff. And I love analog shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about like give us give us some sauce? You don't gotta give us the full effects change or anything. Like what's like some dope that like, you've been doing like as far as uh, effects? I use like no, I really don't want to talk about this to be honest. Mm. It's like it's like only like three analog stuff, and when I say one, it's like almost the half of the sauce, you know. Mm. And but like that's the thing with Qubits. If you would invite Qubits, they would never tell you what they do to get like a detune effect. Because me and me and Qubits, we have like different detunes, but it's it's like a detune that nobody can uh, replicate. You know, people mm-hmm. try to make like tutorials on YouTube. Like when you type in Palace uh, Melody tutorial, it pops up like five people uh, make it made a tutorial, and it's like I I think because you only like uh, have VSTs. You know, they all use like we all use the same VSTs, and it has almost the same sound. You know, you just can make like another preset, but it always sounds the same. But uh, the thing with me and Qubits is like, we have like this like detune that nobody has. And I really don't want to talk about this. Like it's secret, you know, like everyone has like their secret. When you go like on the genius stuff, 
sometimes they don't click on the mixer channel for this and this <laughs> yeah. but it's it's normal you know you don't want to show it but even if i will show it and tell you guys nobody could replicate it but because like we have different ears you know we have we take different sounds but still like i only use use like three things and i don't want to tell them because if i tell one it's like almost a half of it you know mm. so what kind of plugins okay for someone that maybe can't afford the analog gear what plugins should they be using or what things should they be doing like can they do different so it doesn't to sound get like, like a, to get like a sample just so you any effects on a melody oh yeah like get a unique yeah, sound yeah, if yeah. you can't afford uh, the uh, from Raves from Raves the tape machine mm-hmm. is uh, very good uh, Mondo Mod is very good from Raves it makes a detune mm-hmm. um, uh, SC22 I think or SC20 mm-hmm. it's like a like a coloring you know you get like a vinyl effect on it mm-hmm. a tape machine effect on it yeah that's that's like probably if you wanna like if you want to sound it old, that's like the way to go when you have only VSTs. How would you describe your melodies? Like if you had to say my melodies oh, are... Oh, yeah. That, yeah, I love this question because you guys probably grew up in America listening to hip-hop, mm-hmm. boom-bap, Tupac and shit. And I never heard it. Like <laughs> uh, I, I still I only know like two songs and I don't even know the names of it, you know. I grew up with trans melodies, with EDM and I, chord progressions. Yeah, yeah. And with like heavy ambient sounds. And I love doing this in like hip hop. It makes me so happy. It makes me like, when I make like a, like a trance kind of vibe melody, I feel like I'm the happiest kid alive, you know? <laughs> I feel like so happy to give this, give hip hop this vibe, this kind of vibe. And I think it's make me, it, it makes me so unique from other people who make melodies because I come from a different background, you know? It's always, when you grew up, you listen to this, you listen to this, but in, in Europe, it's different, like, because EDM is, was so big, and especially with my uncle, I need to thank my uncle so much, because, like, he showed me trance, and he had, like, 100 trance CDs at home, mm-hmm. and he always, uh, he gave me the first Walkman, I think was it called, mm-hmm. with a CD. The CD. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Walkman, is it right? Mm-hmm, yeah. Okay. Uh, and I like always... a CD player, right? And I was like, this, yeah, CD player. Mm-hmm. And I was going outside like eight hours with like the Walkman <laughs> shit, only listening to trance CDs, switching up the trance CDs, like, <laughs> it was crazy. And it, I think that's the, that's the thing, because I grew up with it. My ears are different from like American producer. And yeah, that's the thing. Like EDM is so, was so big for me and still so big. Even you, you guys don't even know, but like when I when I'm in my car, I don't like hear hip hop music. Mm-hmm. I still don't hear hip hop music. I love mm-hmm. like still trance, EDM, and stuff. But that's that's a cool thing, you know. You 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 take like the best thing from all genres and put it in hip hop together. I think like that's 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 so amazing about hip hop. Why I love it so much because like you can take all the shit and put it like on a on a on a hip hop track, you know. And yeah, that's that's so amazing. Mm. What kind of um. What kind of monitors do you like using? I don't use monitors. Headphones? Headphones only. Just headphones only? Yeah, and I use only Bay Dynamics. And I'm actually, okay. like, sponsored by them. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. The, the, the main factory from Bay Dynamics is, like, five minutes from my... Uh, wow. I can walk even there. That's very dope. That's very cool. So, so are you into engineering? To be honest, I could be, but it makes no money. So I don't want to waste my time. I feel like as a producer, you have like certain a certain amount of time to be like very successful, and then you, then the new generation comes, you know, and that's the thing. I want to make like a business, a good a good business out of it, and like buy a house in Poland and live a good life. Mm. Don't want to move to America. 
<laughs> no. <laughs> you guys know. Come on, guys. You know, guys know. We talked before. Like, I would never move to America. And th this is not a disrespect. It's not, because it's like a German thing, you know. I grew up. Everything is safe. And I come here and I get robbed. I get, like, almost robbed in, like, three days. It's so crazy, you know. But, like, it's no offense to America because, like, it's just for me. It's, like, for me personally. I'm a type of guy who is, like, he gets anxious, like, quickly, you know. Mm. When a situation, like, like with the guy, I, I was like, my heart was racing. Oh, fuck, I need to go, you know. It right. was so crazy. And that's why I, I love Germany and Poland and Europe in general. Because of the safety. Because mm. of the safety, yeah. Because I and know, it, you know. I think it's like, because I know, I think if I would live here one year, I would like get quickly like, okay, I understand it now and shit. But like, it's like actually the first time for me like to be so far away from home, you know. And I think that's that's one part of it because I'm so far away from home and it's my first time to be like on, on another continent. Mm. And I think I think that's it, mm. to be honest. But I think if I would stay here for one year, it will change. It mm. will change quickly. Mm. But it's just it's just my perspective after. This is the third day. Third day, yeah, it's my third day in America. So. Oh, okay. But like the food is crazy good. Like you have to, <laughs> you guys have the best food. What's some really? the, what are some of the places you ate? You ate it over here. Uh, Roscoe, Roscoe's, yeah, 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 Roscoe's was actually the best. Yeah, like wow. What'd you wow. get? What'd you get? Uh, chicken waffles. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> fucking god! I never eat so. Oh wow! It's so so crazy. Like and uh, Philly cheesesteak. I eat Philly cheesesteak for mm -hmm. the first time here. So I, yesterday I eat Philly cheesesteak in the morning. Then I eat Philly cheesesteak another time in Big Head with Big Head. <laughs> yeah. It's so good. It's like the food is so good. I can't believe like they, they need to put like something in it because it's so good. Like <laughs> I can't believe that normal like natural stuff can taste so good, you know. Wow. But like chicken waffles, holy fucking shit, <laughs> bro! So in like, Germany, it's not it's not like elite level food in Germany. So I was with Juice World in Munich. Uh, he's like on Nicki Minaj tour right now, and I stayed there. I stayed there with Max Lord. And like all the people from Juice World's team were like, "Oh, German food sucks." And I get it. I get the point now. But back then, like it was one, it was one and a half weeks ago. I was with Juice World, but like back then, one and a half weeks ago, I didn't get it. Why? Why is the food bad? It was good. Like I was mm. eating it. Oh, it's good. But everyone said, <laughs> "Oh, that food is so trash." But now I get it. You yeah, know, like yeah. you guys have like this high standard, you know, of food, and we have like, you know, like this. Wow. That's crazy. That's crazy. We was looking at. I was like, Roscoe's. You guys like, need to be like, good, but you need to guys. We 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 looking at. Roscoe's. You need to appreciate it. Like it's crazy good here. It's funny because I was eating at Roscoe's and I had the waffles. I was like, it's good, but it's not like crazy good. Oh, it's for me, it's crazy good. Yeah. You know? Okay. It's really good. I guess we got a little something, something. <laughs> we, uh, we got some uh, viewers sending questions. Uh, first one is Beats by Slade. He said, uh, well, no, no, I'm sorry. First one is produced by 808 Plug. He said, do you find it hard to build relationships with artists as a foreigner? <sighs> that's, that's something that I always had in my life. Like people like me. And I don't know why. I feel like because I'm very honest, you know. If you if somebody from you like fucked some, something up, I would say, "Hey, bro, I don't like this one. I don't like this. I don't want to answer this." Like I didn't. And I feel like I'm very honest, and I'm I'm always the type of guy. If you if you say if I say I'm at five at this house, I always be like half an hour early. You know, I have like this discipline. This German it's this German thing, and I feel like. I'm very honest, and when I network with people, they like. They, they, I don't know when they FaceTime me, they like me. I don't know, and <coughs> it's like a thing I always had as a kid. Like, actually, especially like older people like me a lot, 
and I can I I don't know why to be really honest like it, networking is pretty easy for me now yeah a lot of pe- a lot of big producers like fuck with me yeah would you would you say that so would you say that being in the music industry you know what I'm saying being the producer mm. you have to be somebody that people like yeah when you when you're not good at networking and when you're like a, an asshole and you know flexing all the time and shit and taking drugs I feel like people don't gonna like you and when people don't like you then they don't want to use your stuff you know and I I'm pretty sure like back then Big Head had people that sent better samples than me but he like really liked me personally that why, that's why he used it a lot mm-hmm. and yeah that's the thing yeah they, you need to be like a good guy to be honest like you, you need to be very real you know you don't treat like somebody when you write when you write somebody with a big star or like a big producer don't be like oh yeah can can i send you some shit you know like just be normal like it's a normal person you know right i don't i don't get it like people get freaked out and oh my <laughs> and even i'm not i'm not big but like when i meet like another producer he's like oh yeah can can i take a picture you know I was like, bro, come on, like, let's go, let's <laughs> let's get something to drink, you know, like, yeah. let's chill out, you know, and learn each other a little bit more and stuff. And that's the thing, you just need to be normal. You just need to be like you always do, like, you know. Right. Mm. What's your first impression of like American artists and when I when I meet them? Yeah. And like oh American fuck, Juice World was such a nice guy. Wow. I was smoke. I smoked with him on uh, outside, and he was like, he was like so cool. And it was like, it was so cool, you know, because I always heard that like American artists are like, yo, they go around with chains and they're fuck that, fuck that. But Juice World was so fucking nice. And this was the first time I was meeting like a rapper, a US rapper. And it, it was so cool. It was mm. really cool. Mm. Like we eat, uh, we eat something together and like smoke outside, recorded some tracks. And it was so cool. It was very chill. Like it's like a good friend of you, of you, you know. Mm. Did you ever take like an online route or did you ever pursue, well, I know the majority of things are online, but do you, when you were going and making these relationships online, what were you doing? Just hitting them up on Twitter, hit them up on Instagram. Yeah. I I had like always this guy that has like all the emails and shit. Mm -hmm. He's from Russia. It's like some Russian hacker shit. And back then I was, I bought them, you know, and then I bought them and sent something and they're like, oh, wow, that's amazing and shit. This is how I got the first relationship relationships but like with Big Head this was only on IG he had like his email on IG and I just kept kept sending it to it and mm. he fucked what, with it what do you think when you did get that first that first placement that that response for Big Head uh, I don't I didn't understand what did you think when that when you got your first placement like when you Big Head finally like hit you like yo I'm gonna use this or whatever um, was that like validation yeah it, yeah it was it was like you know like can you stop it? Probably. I, I didn't understand. Like, like can you when, repeat it? Like I when, didn't understand. Like the question. When he, when he first used your melody, what did it feel like to you? Oh, yeah. It, it was normal because like I had this bigger EDM placement. This oh, big one. Yeah. And I already knew the feeling and that's what I wanted to chase, you know? So what was that feeling like when you got your first EDM placement? Wow, it was crazy. Like it was almost <laughs> like the, uh, like the 808 Mafia contract. I was getting red. In my in my head as shit, you know. Got a headache like, oh, for fuck. a week. Yeah, <laughs> no, not for a week, for a day ago. And yeah, it's like one of the best feelings ever, you know. 
I wouldn't even compare it with drugs. Like drug are no, drugs are nothing compared to it. So you get like this excited, you know, like just just one message on your phone, and your brain like keeps getting all those serotonins and shit, all dopamines. Like just, it's just one text, and you get like, wow, wow, I really need to do like more shit, you know. You get like motivation so much, and it's only one text. Like your brain is magic, actually. When you mm -hmm. just think about it, that it's just mm -hmm. one text on your phone, and you get like, oh, your body feels so great. I'm motivated and shit. That's crazy. Mm. Yeah, it really is. Like, brain is the brain is fucking magic, and we still did, don't even know like many of the shit that's going on. You know, yeah, it really is. And I know we had talked about it. We were just talking about it um, about the the Michelangelo painting. And you said if you look at it closely, there's a paint a picture of the brain in it. So it's called the creation of uh, Adam mm -hmm. that was finished on the 1st November in, uh, in the year 1512. And um, it's a picture from a human and like God. And he, he holds his hand like one finger. And back then, I don't know how is, how is it called like something like this? How a is cloth. It yeah. And, the, and it, there was a red cloth. Exactly how if you cut like a brain in half, mm -hmm. it's exactly like your brain. Mm. And Michelangelo knew what, what, he, what, what he's talking about, you know, he was a genius. And he wanted to say, give us like a secret message that like God is always with you, you know, and and that's the thing, you know, God is always with you, and it's like a, just a universal thing. And when people say to me they, that they don't believe in God, that's pretty sad mm -hmm. because like I think that brought me here to LA. Like, come on, guys, twenty thousand people in a German city, white kid, Adolf Mafia. Mm. <laughs> come on, guys, it makes no sense that I'm here, you know. But like it's it's a magic. It's not magic. It's just how how this world works, you know. It's just how it works. And when you have people that figure it out how it works, they get successful and big. And you get those people that don't believe. And that's so sad for me that you don't believe. You know, that's a thing. That's actually a really. A, that's crazy. Like it's magic. It's really. Mm -hmm. is. And you think when the fingers are touching, do they it, touch inside of the brain? No, no. It's just it's just it's just a symbolic for. God is with you. God always like has a connection. Like even if, if it's only one finger, you know, but the connection is still there, mm -hmm. and people don't realize it. And uh, me too. I was like back then, a teenager, like two years ago. If you taught me, if you talked about God, I was like, "Fuck the shit, let's get a party and shit," you know. <laughs> and uh, that's the thing. I got like very spiritual. I meditate a lot, and since I started doing all the shit, and like every every day before I go to sleep. I just like have a conversation, you know, with God. And it sounds crazy for people that don't believe. I know. I was, I know that in the comment section, there are going to be like some people, but just like think about the fact that I'm sitting here right now and I'm in Adoid Mafia. You know, it was not luck. It was no luck. It, it was meant to be like that because I really wanted to be hard. You guys don't even know how, how hard I wanted it to be successful with music. I was a bad student. I had like a fucking job that I quit. I was bad at everything besides music. And yeah, it's I'm actually pretty lucky. It's not like, you know, like to make what I want, but it's not luck. It's just like how it works. If you want it, like if you want it really bad, you will get it there. Like, you know, it's like a GPS in your brain <laughs> that you say like, I want to be there. But you need to trust him, you know? When you drive a car, you trust your GPS too. It goes mm. to the same location. Like, just think about it. You type in a street and the navigation says you need to go there. That's your feeling. 
But the logical uh, thinking is like, oh, now I think I need to go there because uh, it's faster to be on this street because the traffic is going to be there. Mm. And that the traffic is like the patience, the, you know, the patience. And, and that's the thing. And a lot of people don't have the patience. It took me so long. Just think about it. I make music for nine years. And it took me so long. I started when I was uh, 13. Mm. Long as time. But I keep, was keep doing it because I had joy in it. I had love in it. I feel great making mu music. It's the best thing ever. You make a beat. The beat is finished. You just listen to it. You just chill and listen to it. The best feeling ever. You just created this, you know, and you feel great about something you created. Mm. And that's a cheat code. I, I think music is like a big cheat code. Like God wants you to do like good things in life. To get like people in a good mood or like have conversations and just think about it. You make music and it goes out. And like a lot of people have like good feelings, you know, they party, they hear the song, they go outside, they hear the song, they're in the car, drive around the night. Oh, it, yeah, the song is good. And, you know, it's like a cheat code. And it, God knows, oh, you did something well for them. You did something well for them. You did like something well for one million people that are listening right now, you know. It's like almost a cheat code, I think. Mm. The, the entertainment, mm -hmm. you know. It's like a big like blast. A big yeah, blast because like when you go outside, have a good conversation. Oh, he likes you. He did so, you did you did something great today, you know. Or God says, okay, you did something great today. But like with music, you do like many great mem memories for a lot of people, you know. Like you have you build like memories for people that people like will think like back then. Oh, that party was crazy and the track was crazy. Everyone was like hyped and shit. Mm. And goes God sees that you know and makes like oh he did something good. And that's like, music is a cheat code, you know, for it, to make something good on the earth. Mm. It's like, yeah, it has a lot of power. Yeah, it has power, a lot of power, you know. Mm. It's really, it really has. Yeah. Beautiful. Um, we got ne a next question from Edgar Allan Poe, he said, what skills or plugins <laughs> took your melodies to the next level? <laughs> I know you already yeah, so. talked about the plugins, but really more uh, on the skill side. Skill side? I can tell you I can't tell you what you need because everybody needs something different. Everybody is on another level, you know. If I say something now, it will be good for this one for this person but not good for this person, you know. Mm -hmm. And the best advice I can give you out is like every day, even if you have like only one hour free, make beats, make beats every day and you will figure the shit out quickly. You will get your own sound, you will figure shit out how how what's the best workflow for you, what's the best workflow for this guy, you know. Because I'm here like in LA for the first time and see like all these big ass producers and everyone has a, another workflow. And this is like something you need to taught yourself, you know. And I can tell you like the best advice. It's just make just make music every day. It's just like f playing soccer or something. You, you need to play it every day to get better. Mm. You don't get it better because, oh, I just read like how Cristiano Ronaldo makes a free kick, you know. <laughs> uh, I saw a YouTube video, you know. You just need to make it. Feel it. You know, you just need to experience it. Mm. And you need, you need like, um, how should I say it? Like, it's pretty hard for me like say it in English. You, you need to make a lot of mista mistakes. Mistakes mm. are the best thing ever, you know? Yeah. I really enjoy making mistakes, to be honest. Because I know, oh, okay, this doesn't work, you know? And you figure out things for yourself. And that's, that's the best thing, like making mistakes and learning from the mistakes. Even if you do the same mistake for, I have like, I had, I did some shit that I made like the same mistake 10 times. But after the 10 time, I learned that, you know, to make it better. 
and that's the thing make mistakes like just produce every day you make mistakes you learn something new you get your own sound and yeah that's the thing i can tell you like a vst don't need a vst we we all have the same shit we all have omnisphere we, we all have like nexus and electrics uh, electrics is pretty shit but yeah you you do you still um like you still try to get edm placements or are you strictly trying to just do like more probably right, when right, i when right. i when I have like more, I'm signed to a contract and I love doing those. And maybe when I get older, I get back to EDM and get like a big EDM artist or something. But I'm, uh, I always feel like I imagined like being on a, on a big concert and DJing in front of people and playing my music. So that's probably something I will do in the future. But as of right now, the melodies are doing too well, you know, and why should I change it? Like as of right now, I have more fun making melodies than EDM tracks, like full EDM tracks. Mm. That's why. How mm. much time you typically spend on a melody? Uh, when I started one year ago, like only strictly doing samples, I needed like um, one hour for one sample. Now I push out like in one hour five samples, mm. like because I figured the shit out, and that's the thing you need to do it every day. And yeah. Probably when it takes me longer than 20 minutes, I just quit the FLP. I just close it. Mm. I'm like, no, it takes too long. When, I, when it takes long, <coughs> when it takes too long, you think, uh, you think uh, too much about it. It needs to come from your heart, you know, <laughs> it needs to come from your soul and just like in 10 minutes. Yeah, that's it. But as I said, guys, if you make melodies out there and you, ne you need like one hour, that's super fine. I was, I was, I, it was for me too, you know, it's just now that I do it every day, I can get it, I can make it in 10 minutes. Don't be frustrated out there, people like who make produce, if you take like one or two hours, even if you take five hours, that's fine. I was at the same spot, you know, but don't listen to people that go on Twitter and say like, I made like 50 beats in one hour, you know, that's trash. Because you always compare yourself to them and you say like, oh, I only make two in like three hours. And you, then you compare and then you get frustrated. When you get frustrated, you don't spread out this good energy. And that's the thing. I don't know if we did this one earlier, but um, <clears throat> what advice would you give to other European artists or other European producers mm -hmm. like you? That's, that's the same thing for every producer. Like, just keep focused and think about it. Think about the God thing. Change your life before you make beats and shit. Get your get your get your like everything straight up. You know, don't be like heartbroken by a girl or something. Just clear out your mind. Don't make so much shit. Don't take drugs. Don't take any drugs. I'm. It's pretty funny because I'm vaping a jewel and it's nicotine. It affects me, but it's like a quick dopamine rush. You know, but I mean like don't take hard drugs. Don't take Zans. Don't take anything. You don't, and that's the worst thing when you take drugs and make a hit, then you always want to become dependent. Yeah. Then you always need to take, take the drugs. drugs and then you, you mind things. Oh, I need this drug, then I can make a hit again. Be sober, work out, make your body right, make you make yourself feel great. Then you get more creative, and then you get like the best thing. Dang, I can definitely like agree with that because like it, it's it's it's, it's no thing about difference European or American. We all humans. We all built the same, you know. We all have the same energy and we always, everyone can achieve anything, you know? That's the thing. Mm. There's no secret. There's no thing like European producer need to do this and American producer need to do this. We all need to make the same thing. But what about more like how like 
as an American producer, you have access, like you can easily get to like, you know, places like LA and Atlanta and build relationships with artists versus. How long like, does a flight take from New York to uh, LA? What, five, six hours? Yeah. Five, six so, hours. From Germany, 12 hours? How much does it cost? Oh. Money is not, I think money is not like the thing that will stop you. If you really want to, you like get the money, you know, you take a job and shit and then go to LA. I think it's not, it's not that you, in America, it's easier, you know, I don't feel like that. The internet really has made it so it's not the, like We are all connected right here. I have it in my hands. I can text everybody, you know, I, I'm connected with the whole world. I can FaceTime my mom and say, hey, what's up, mom? I'm going to interview, you know. And we are all connected. The internet, like, is, we are all connected. We have all the same. We have. We all have Instagram, you know. It's it's not that we you guys have in America an app that we can access, you know. <laughs> yeah. We all have the same shit. The American. So we all have the same shit. We all have the internet. We have. Uh, we all have the same plugins. We all have the same shit, you know. Yeah. We all have the same things. But since you, since you, um, you know, mostly like sending out samples, the majority of your networking is with producers more, most more than artists, right? Yeah, it's only with producers, to be honest. Mm. Just Juice World. Yeah. Because I met him, you know, it's like, cool now, I can send him some stuff. But when, when you were actively trying to like send out beats to get placements, or I don't know if you even were. It's hard. I don't know. I don't know the way because I didn't uh, go to the path. I can't tell you about this. I would lie if I say something right now. Yeah. I would definitely lie. It's nah, not real. Because I can give you advice if I didn't do it like this. I really can't. I would straight up lie here, you know. Yeah, for sure. No, I could definitely, definitely fuck with that. What was it? I have a, like just a question about your career. Like, you said getting your like first EDM placement was it? Would you consider that your highlight of your like production career? Like a, a big highlight, or like what was your most your biggest highlight? Signing to eight oh eight. Signing to eight oh eight. That's like no doubt about it. Like that's the biggest thing. So then I want to ask the flip. If that was the highest, then what was the lowest? Like, what was the toughest point? Uh, the toughest point was probably um, back then when I lost my school, like when I quit at school because I was too bad. I was doing like smoking joints and shit. Mm-hmm. I was doing some fucked up shit. And that was the biggest low probably. And it was at the time when I lost like my uh, ex-girlfriend back then. And then I lost my school. My parents aren't behind me anymore because I fucked up three schools. I didn't have a girlfriend anymore because probably because I was a guy who did like nothing, you know. I was like a fucking loser, you know, back then. And this was the lowest point. And I really can't tell you right now how I made it out of this point. Because like I was really fucked up, like always like smoking all day. And how let me let me think how I got out of this point. Because like it will be interesting for you guys to know. I think I got like more spiritual because like back then I was this kid going to a party, taking drugs and shit. And like now I'm like doing nothing. I just smoke a jewel. It's a drug too, but like, come on. It's nothing com- <laughs> compared to like, you know, it's nothing compared to like smoke like Kelly weed and get high as fuck. And, and that's the thing, you know, I think like getting your, your mind straight and having this connection I don't know. I think that helped me a lot, spirituality. And I have it a lot in my family. My mom and my dad really believe in this. And this is how I grew up. It's like a Polish thing, I think. It's like Eastern European. They like do like 
a lot of stuff like play cards and predict your future and mm. chakras and stuff. And when I got older, I believed in it. And I believed in it really hard, yeah. And I think that's the thing that keep me out of it because I was really fucked up at this time. Like, imagine you, you guys know, like first love, you know, as a teenager, as a first love. And then like, my parents were always holding me back. But after I quitted like the third school, they were like pissed as fuck as me and I never saw it. And I had argu arguments with like my dad and it was only words, you know, but it hit me so hard. I was like, I never experienced my dad like this before. He, you know, I have like good parents, very good parents. And I was like, oh fuck, this hit me a lot. And it was only words, you know, but like it really got in me, you know, yo, you don't, you don't go to school. You're gonna get like nowhere in life and shit. And I was like, oh fuck, I heard this like for the, for the first time. It hit me so hard. And yeah, I was like, that was probably the worst part of my life. But like actually the best because like I got out of there mm. and I needed to experience rock bottom, you know, before I go to the top. You always need to experience it. When you are on rock bottom, you know, like it doesn't get worse. It's the best thing ever because then you start like to get out and get to the top and you like just like go to the top, you know, it's... It's it's magical to experience it, and I experienced it like so fast in two years that I still I still can't believe that I'm sitting with you guys right now and I'm in Los Angeles. You know, I still can't believe it. It's like I'm four days now in America in LA, and it's crazy. I my mind can still can't realize it that I'm here right now. Um, what's the best advice that your dad ever gave you? My dad ever gave me. Don't get fucked up on girls, probably. And this is like the advice my mom and my grandma even got me like, like, you know, in, especially in the teenage years, like girls can fuck you up heavily because you experience love like for the first time. And like, that's the hardest drug ever. Like people kill for love, you know? Mm -hmm. And like, as a teenager growing up, don't having this feeling and like feeling love, I think that can fuck you up so much. Mm. If you do it wrong, you know? And I think it can fuck you up so much that it, it will affect you throughout your whole life. And my dad always said, like, don't get so deep into love when you're young and, you know, don't, like, with girls and stuff. Dang. Wow. Interesting. Another dope episode, man. <laughs> we're going to end it on that note. <laughs> we're going to end it on that note. No, we can't end it on that note. We ran out of the viewer questions, man. Um... Character. I don't know. I just think it's just really cool just to hear your story and like how authentic it comes across. I think mm. a lot of people can connect with that. Mm. Just learn a lot from you and from your story and your really your authenticity. And I think it's also cool to see a different um kind of like a different lifestyle. Like growing mm. up in Poland, like you can tell you you're ready. Oh no, to... I was I was actually growing up in, in Germany. In Germany. My my my, my parents came. But you can see those values that they instilled mm. in you and like how But like it's a poorest country, you know, so I will I will go there I will go there like every year like two times and I always mm -hmm. experience it yeah. and I always experience like how alcohol like can fuck up the whole family because yeah. we had it in the family too that's why I am so anti drugs you know mm -hmm. that's that's the thing So when you were going through you know that time where that rock bottom time when you know smoking every day and then drinking and doing whatever I mean you said smoking every day but is smoking weed really Well I mean I mean like you have I think this, smoking weed is isn't that good because like it stops the brain from working and when, like it's well, like, I'll say that, it like I'll say it like this I'm like, smoking to like avoid pain like not oh, for okay, bad okay, reasons yeah. like mm -hmm. I know 
but personally for me like it was it was usually like in a wrong way i feel like when you yeah, when you're like doing anything like anything that affects your brain like even sugar and uh, caffeine like i don't drink coffee any anything mm. everything affects your brain and if you uh, when it affects your brain you aren't that connected anymore mm. you know you aren't that connected anymore and when i when i'm sober all the time i have always this deep connection you know Mm. That's the thing. I think that's, that's with every drug. That's why I right. don't like it so much when you just smoke a lot. I get it, guys. I know, like, getting high as fuck is funny. I did it too for five years, like, every day, you know. Mm. But, like, as of right now, in my state, like, how I how I live, it doesn't work. It will never work, you know. And actually, I tried it and got paranoid as fuck. Like, because as of right now, I think I overthink a lot in my in my mind. Before I say anything, you probably see it. Before, like, you give me a question, I really, like, try to think about it, what to say. And like when I get, when I smoke something, I get so paranoid. And I hate like, I don't know which weed is it, sativa or indica when your mind races so fast. Yeah, probably both. Oh yeah, I hate that. Yeah, that's the worst thing ever. Like, that's so, I hate it. Why do you think that, why do you think that happens? I have like what I think, why I think it happens, but I'd like to hear like, why do you think that paranoia happens sometimes and sometimes it doesn't? I don't know. I really don't know. I, I, I don't want to talk about something that I don't know mm. because like it wouldn't be real. Mm. You know, I couldn't talk like some, to, uh, some bullshit here about like, I don't know. Well, if I don't know, then I... I got a question for you. So mm. in the music industry, like in the music that's, that all the kids want to listen to, you know what I'm saying? The music that's favorite, it, a lot of drugs are talked about, you know what I'm saying? Mm. It's really glorified that, mm. that people are doing drugs, you know what I'm saying, to feel good. How do you feel about kids being fed that message to do drugs you know what I'm saying so you came here on this earth and you have decisions that you make you know you have mm -hmm. this decision like I see it always like I feel like um, life is like about making a decision and which and which side do you go like do you go to this evil side or do you go with like this good side with God and shit and um, that's the thing like you can make decisions like I know social media pushes it a lot You know, I know this, but like, it's still you. It's still you make that decision, you know? Mm -hmm. And I know like uh, hip hop music is all about, uh, you know, the lyrics are all about drugs, but I just make the melody, you know? I can't, I can't tell you what song it will be. It could be a love song, you know? Just what recorded love song on one of my beats. Yeah. But I can't tell you, you know, when I make a melody, I can't tell you that, oh, this is going to be like something he's going to talk about lean. Mm -hmm. That's something I can't decide, you know? That's a good end note right here. Yeah, it's a good end note. <laughs> it's a good note. Yeah, the last one was good. Thanks so much for having me, guys. It was pretty fun, like, really yeah. fun. It is definitely really cool to meet you. Like, <coughs> definitely cool. Definitely cool. Hell yeah, most definitely, man. Fire episode. A lot of people, when we did the thing, we were like, yo, we're out in L.A., who should we interview? A lot of people have said Palace, so. Yeah, I, I think I have, like, a pretty good fan base. And um, I just try, try to be real with you guys, you know. I don't fuck around and talk shit. No, I'm not that type of guy. And people seem to, to like it, that I'm so real. And, like, I have a very strong fan base. I'm very glad to have those. Because I always make, like, selfie packs and sell it there. Mm. And, like, it's crazy how much sales it got, you know. I'm actually, I'm doing an interview with Selfie itself because like mm. I'm a top 10 uh, earner in like music. Wow. Mm. And that went like in half a year. I started half a year ago with PEX 
and I'm already a top 10 earner and they did an interview with me too. That's dope, mm. man. That'd be dope. That's, that's a fan base, you know. I'm, I'm so glad that I have this fan base. Yeah. I really am. Cool, man. Another dope episode, man. Thanks so yep. much. Peace.